Welcome to the ACCP Re Resident and Fellow Podcast, a podcast for residents by residents. My name is Louisa Sullivan, and I am a PGY2 Emergency Medicine Pharmacy Resident at Maricopa Integrated Health System in Phoenix, Arizona. We will be joined on the show today by Lindsay Groff, a PGY1 Pharmacy Resident at the Ohio State University Wexner Med Medical Center in Columbus, Ohio, and Justin Merkowitz, a PGY2 Infectious Diseases Pharmacy Resident at Huntsville Hospital in Huntsville, Alabama. The topic for today's podcast is transitioning into residency. Let's begin by discussing your journey to residency. What made each of you want to complete a residency? Ladies first. So, Lindsay, I'll have you start us off. Sure. As mentioned, I'm Lindsay. I'm a PGY1 from the Ohio State Wexner Medical Center, and I did my pharmacy school training at the University of Texas at Austin. Even before pharmacy school, I was interested in pharmacy. Back even to high school, I originally started working in a pharmacy. It was like our small town local pharmacy where I was serving as mostly a cashier at that time, but was fortunate to work under an outstanding pharmacist mentor who kind of guided me and directed me towards the path of pharmacy. And I was pretty much sold ever since high school in that experience. So having worked in the outpatient side, I was curious what inpatient opportunities were available. So as an undergrad student at Texas A&M University, where I did my prerequisites, I picked up part-time hours on the weekend at the community hospital there. And in my time at the hospital, I was fortunate to have the opportunity to work with uh, the clinical pharmacist who was on staff there. She was uh, located in the ICU and was just an outstanding person and really well-respected within the team. That was the initial time I got to see kind of what residency training and what the inpatient experience really has to offer. I was enticed by her position and um, the level of respect she has within her position. And it really kind of cued me to look into residency training a little bit more and give it more time and more thought process. So transitioning into pharmacy school at the University of Texas at Austin, I knew residency training was a high priority and something I really wanted to learn more about based on my work experience at the hospital I worked at. So with that, I got really involved in different clinical pharmacy opportunities one of those being ACCP, which provided a lot of different resources at the annual meeting and within our local chapter on how to pursue residency training and the steps and qualifications it takes to be a good resident and someone who residency programs are desiring to have. Outside of just organizational involvement, I tried to work as a pharmacy intern at our local VA in San Antonio, where I'm from. And then also really tried to prioritize challenging clinical rotations my P4 year to get just a little bit more in-depth glimpse into clinical pharmacy and the path to residency. And on my rotations, I really got to see and be paired up with a lot of different residents and kind of begin to understand what the lifestyle is like and the expectations. And after all of that, I still was interested in a residency. So went through the whole match process and I'm fortunately at the Ohio State Wexner Medical Center as a PGY1 and I'm really happy with where I'm at. Wonderful. Justin, do you want to share your journey with us? Yes, I'd be happy to. So as Lisa mentioned, I'm a uh, PGY2 pharmacy resident in infectious diseases currently. I completed my PGY1 pharmacy residency last year, and I would say my journey to residency really started maybe during the second or third year of pharmacy school. When I uh, applied to pharmacy school, my background and um, why I applied in the first place was family friends that highly recommended the field. I was able to shadow them beforehand. So that kind of was my my game plan moving into pharmacy school. So after uh, the first and second year, I was a pharmacy intern at a community pharmacy. And 
I was kind of set on uh, becoming a community pharmacist in either uh, an independent pharmacy or uh, the retail pharmacy. I would say the moment where I really considered pharmacy residency was during my, I think it was during the second year. I sat in on a CE presentation by one of the uh, pharmacy residents, I believe at the University of Florida. And I was really amazed by the amount of people in the room, there was physicians, ph uh, pharmacists, and the pharmacy resident was uh, really showing the potential of what you could do in a pharmacy residency. So that's kind of where I got the idea. Um, I started uh, looking into um, APPE rotations that kind of focused on my interests. My interests in pharmacy school were infectious diseases, oncology, hematology. That's kind of where I uh, prioritized my rotations in. But rotation one and two and three went by. I was still kind of hesitant on whether or not I should pursue a residency. I asked the question numerous times, am I good enough to be a pharmacy resident? Those are some of the questions I had throughout that. Interestingly though, somehow I ended up with two infectious diseases rotations as a pharmacy student. See, uh, you may wonder why I'm pursuing a PGY2 and an ID today. That could be one reason why. I had a very good hospital block rotation, four months long. And that's kind of where I met uh, my pharmacy mentors and preceptors that really pushed me and showed me how much I could uh, exceed exceed in a uh, hospital setting. And working with pharmacy residents as a student during those rotations also opened up, allowed me to work firsthand with a lot of the PGY1 pharmacy residents to gain a better understanding of what they do. Throughout those rotations as an APP student, I basically, um, as some called it, it was a mini residency. I was able to complete multiple projects and presentations, really step outside of my comfort zone and get lots of good feedback. That was something that I saw was a huge benefit of pursuing a pharmacy residency. And that's one of the main reasons why I'm here today speaking to you all. I really want to just focus on my weaknesses and uh, work to improve those. And pharmacy residency is really the best place to do that. So that's some of the main reasons why um, I pursued a pharmacy residency. That's wonderful. I think it really underscores, both of your responses really underscore the importance of interacting with current residents. So that's really great. This question is specifically for the students that are listening. What did each of you learn in the first month or so of residency that you wish you knew before you had started? I guess I can go first. This is Lindsay. Um, so I'm basically like two or three months in now, but still have so much to learn. Things I would say that I've learned up to this point, transitioning from a student to a PGY1 resident, is how to work with many different personalities because you're constantly working on different projects. That includes your research projects, audits, staffing responsibilities, etc. So you're constantly being exposed and pushed out of your comfort zone to meet and interact with a lot of really intelligent and really interactive people. So learning how to be uh, social, but also professional with all the people that you're able to interact with is, I think, something I'm learning and still growing in. Um, another thing I learned is basically how to be a pharmacist, because as a student, you kind of have that luxury maybe to have a preceptor checking over all of your work and things like that, where as a pharmacy resident, it is your license that you're practicing under. So when you verify a drug on your weekend staffing or any other situation similar to that, it is ultimately your responsibility and your license that you are putting on the line. So you want to make sure that you're as thorough and as really up to date as possible so that you're making the best interventions and um, verifying the correct orders or making uh, changes if needed. Another thing I learned is what a great support system your co-residents are. 
I know people in different programs have a lot of different variety in the number of co-residents and things like that, but I want you to know as students, and maybe I didn't appreciate it at the time, but uh, your co-residents really are the people who are there for you on those good days and those bad days. So really embrace that community because we need each other. And I think my co-residents will feel the same way uh, to get through the program and get through the year. So overall, juggling responsibilities and personalities, uh, learning how to practice as a pharmacist autonomously and building that support system within your co-residents is things I'd say I've learned the first month or so. How about you, Justin, if you can remember that far back? <laughs> yeah, it's it's been a while, <laughs> just over a year now since I uh, had my first month of residency. I can't believe that. It's, it went by really quickly. But I would say the first month, you're really going to spend most of that in orientation. And as mentioned, that's really where you become um, situated with what a pharmacist actually does. Because as a student, you don't necessarily verify orders on your own. You may have someone watch over you or review orders with the pharmacist, but you're really on your own at that point. So I would say one of the biggest transitions I noticed in myself from being a student to a pharmacist in that first month was when you're coming up with a difficult situation, we know in school there's a black and white answer. Maybe you should do this or should not do this. But in clinical practice, every patient is slightly different. There's going to be all these gray areas where there's a good answer, a slightly better answer, and then the best answer. Or maybe not in, in some cases, may not even be a best answer. So what it really comes down to, I would say, is critical thinking skills and coming up with the most sound answer based on the literature and uh, the, the patient the patient scenario. All right. So we're going to start to wrap it up, but I'll ask each of you one more question. Lindsay, I know you've called ACCP your professional home. How has being a member of ACCP helped you on your journey to residency? Yeah. So I really, really love ACCP. I've been involved both on the local level as my student chapter president and then on the national level serving on a couple different committees. And each opportunity I've been met with just such great people to work with and um, outstanding projects to be a part of. Uh, what keeps me coming back to ACCP and really helped me on my residency journey is ACCP really has a strong focus on uh, research. So actually my first research poster presentation as a P2 student was at an ACCP meeting so I think as students, it's never too early to get involved in research. And I think ACCP gives a lot of outlets if you are interested in pursuing research. In addition to research, ACCP has a lot of great resources involving residency. So there are re talks and different events at the annual meeting focusing strictly on residency and how to make yourself the best residency applicant, which I think served me well going through the residency match and the whole residency process because I felt more prepared than maybe some of my colleagues who didn't have that exposure to the information. In addition, ACCP really has great networking opportunities. I feel like I've met so many different outstanding clinicians, both faculty and those who work on the front lines in the hospitals every day that are happy to pitch in and provide feedback on different CVs, letters of intent, or basically anything that you um, reach out to them, they probably will provide you some feedback on. Outside of just the national opportunities. There's also PRN opportunities. So every interest group, what I feels like, has a different PRN. So there's numerous ways to get involved with ATCP depending on um, the, your level of involvement and your plans moving forward. So I think if you want to get plugged into a national organization, ACCP has a place for you and you should 
reach out and I'm happy to answer questions as well, but reach out to any of your mentors or those who are involved in ACCP and see how you can get plugged in to both grow your network and grow uh, your clinical understanding and things of that nature. Wonderful. I think you did a great job of highlighting some of the benefits of ACCP. I also consider it to be a great organization to be involved in. So Justin, as a PGY2, I'm hoping you can give our PGY1 listeners some advice. If you were to kind of sum up what you learned from your whole first year of residency, maybe some of the things you wish you knew before you started or advice you would give current PGY1 residents, and then um, maybe just take a moment to compare PGY2 so far to your PGY1, just so that those who are interested in doing a PGY2 can kind of get an idea of what it's like. Yeah, definitely. There's a few things that I came up with that I would want to tell myself as a PGY1 resident. One of those would be managing time and managing projects a little more optimally. So as a student, you may have a few projects, presentations, DI questions, maybe a couple longitudinal projects during some hospital blocks. But as a resident, that's really gonna be ramped up quite a bit. A lot more projects and all on top of that, you're the one um, taking care of patients and all that added responsibility. I was fortunate enough that in my first year, I was able to knock out pretty big uh, two time-consuming projects in the first half of the year, which was a huge plus when it came down to the second half, which in general, ever my experience, tends to be a little more busy. Um, that was my CE presentation and my medication use evaluation. But even though it was still out of the curve, that second year really came out of nowhere and deadlines started to pile up quickly. So my advice would be to think a couple steps ahead. In your first month, you're really um, working on orientation. There's a lot of other things going on. And you can't really start a lot of your major projects that quickly, but it's really best to get ahead of the curve. And as soon as you feasibly can, even if this means turning in things weeks or months early in advance, try to get things off your plate as soon as you can. Because second year, especially if you're pursuing a PGY2 residency, um, going through the ASP match process is very time consuming, as well as the interview process. So one piece of advice that I would also give is that plan into your rotation schedule, time off to attend interviews, whether this means scheduling additional makeup time according to your residency policy or making sure that you meet the minimum requirements. And of course, this will be uh, based on uh, your specific programs policies. And uh, one other piece of advice was planning your budget to increase your coffee intake by at least 50%. I started off maybe drinking three to four cups a week and um, I would say in the midst of the most time-consuming part of the year, which was February, hence, hence interviews, there was, um, I was drinking at least one of the cups a day at that point. <laughs> That's great. And any, any quick words about how PGY2 has been different so far than PGY1? Yeah, so I would say the biggest thing is independence. So I kind of bring this back to the four roles of the preceptor. So we have direct instruction, facilitation, uh, modeling and coaching. So what I try to compare this to that in that first year of residency, and even as a student coming off, you're gonna have a lot more direct instruction, uh, some coaching, but really as you move up through PGY-1, by the end of PGY-1 year, you're almost to the point of practicing on your own as your own pharmacist. With very little separate involvement, coming into PGY-2, that's really a lot more apparent. For instance, I'm getting, there's a lot more things that I'm just kind of doing it on my own, scheduling meetings, meetings with physicians, pharmacists, kind of establishing my own practice. And additionally, a lot of questions come to me now that I'm the PGY2 pharmacy resident. Pharmacists have questions regarding ID specific questions and um, 
a lot of them go to me. Those are some of the biggest differences that I've noticed so far. That's great. I think that 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 really does sum up the experience even for me, even though I'm in a different specialty. So that's very cool. Um, And I wanted to thank you both for joining us today. And thank you to everyone for listening to this month's episode of ACCP's Resident and Fellowship Podcast, a podcast for residents by residents. For more episodes and other resident and fellow resources, please visit accp.com slash resfell. Thank you for listening. Our theme music is titled Jupiter's Smile by the 126ers and is provided through YouTube's free audio library. Please subscribe to the ACCP podcast on iTunes or Google Play to be notified of new episodes.